shit all over my window. That's what I get for parking under a tree. Taking my picture. Great audio. Oh well. What a, ooh, that's terrible. Sorry guys, gotta take another one. Gotta take another one. Vanity. There we are. Much better. <clears throat> For some of you are surprised to hear me today. Some of you thought I'd never come back. But, in the immortal words of the philosopher poets, Chubbawamba, in their signature song, Tub Thumping, I get knocked down, but I get up again. He ain't never gonna keep me down. I get knocked down, but I get up again. You ain't never gonna keep me down. Pissing the night away. Pissing the night away. Anyway. So yeah, I had a very good weekend. Um, hmm, ate a lot of food. Uh, set my diet back a little bit, but that's what cheat day is for. Oh, man. Delicious, delicious cheat day. And I mean, all said and done, the diet's going pretty well, actually. I'm 20 pounds down, um, faster than I would have been just going by calorie counting, but since I'm actually cherry-picking what I eat also, not just the numbers, um, it's going pretty well. It's at this point where I'm noticing the difference. So, like, I see myself, I'm like, hey, you're looking a little skinnier, and I'm fitting, I'm like, I'm not embarrassing in my medium t-shirts anymore, and um, I'm fitting in a whole slew of new pants. Oh, a police officer. Morning, officer. All right. Me going 10 mile an hour under the speed limit didn't clue him in to my nefarious goings on. <laughs> uh, it's odd to see one that close to my house. Anyway, so I'm to the I'm in the danger zone as far as the diet goes because I've started to like how I look a little more, and that's always because like, like I am less than halfway to how much I want to lose. I've lost 20 pounds. I want to lose 50, and um, I know that I will really like how I look when I lose 50. But when you lose 20, you're like, you kind of like how you look, and the motivation starts to slide. But I also like how I feel on this diet. Like, I, when I'm not on the diet, I have a big issue with hypoglycemia, um, which is basically kind of uh, like a diabetic sugar low without diabetes. Um, if you don't eat, so, like, my sugar would crash. And, I mean, I am at risk for diabetes, so that's also a thing I need to really look out for. <laughs> and another reason I need to not eat like the way I used to. Uh, but yeah, um, I mean, I've still got my spare tire that I'd like to get rid of. Um, last time I lost this much weight, I had a weird extra skin issue, which I was so self-conscious about I went to my doctor. And her response was, well, over the period of, like, 
five to six years, it might go away. I was like, might? She's like, yep, some people it just never does. And they have to get it cut off if they want it gone. I was just like, thanks, doctor. Thanks. Dove, get out of here. Good. (sighs) But yeah, I'm fitting into more pants. I'm looking better in the shirts I was wearing. Uh, All in all, pretty good. And the best part of this diet is I am steadily losing weight. But Saturday, I ate fucking a massive bowl of cereal with milk um, followed by like a gigantic bowl of ice cream um, then sitting in a coma for a few hours then a big bowl of spicy rice with watermelon and then for dinner half a pizza and three beers and it was just fucking 4500 calorie day and, but when you're only eating, like, 1,500 calories the rest of the week, it kind of all evens out, oddly enough. And that logic doesn't sound like it holds, but it does. Um, as long as you are very mindful of what you eat six days of the week, you're pretty solid. And, um, I plan, even when I come, quote-unquote, off the diet, I'm probably going to stay mostly on the diet and only have one day where I eat like a pig because that'll just kind of help me regulate and man every fucking every cheat day is a holiday man like it's fucking great you know you're sitting there and you're like man I really want a donut and you're like I'm gonna have five donuts on Saturday fuck yeah so I've talked about the diet a lot and people who are just coming in now um, it's the slow-carb diet for, from the book, The 4-Hour Body. Um, they, they make a lot of quote-unquote semi-scientific claims that I can't back up. I just know that it's working well for me. Um, I've heard a lot of people contest the uh, quote-unquote science he uses, but all I know is that this diet is doing wonders for me, and it has in the past. So there you go. Also, I don't think I'm going off this diet anytime soon because I love my video game and exercise time in the morning. Um, I mean, only playing video games 30 to 40 minutes a day is meaning games are going to last forever, which, I mean, I don't... My goal is not to beat them quickly, and it's a a decent enough chunk of time that I'm not feeling that I'm not getting invested, like... I can get through two or three areas of Bioshock a week, and granted, I mean, I probably won't finish the game, and this is Bioshock 1, the original, I probably won't finish the game for a couple months, but that means this game that I'm absolutely loving every second of is going to last me a long time, so, I mean, I don't see a downside there, yeah. And uh, this weekend was also uh, the third Moon Mom, which was a lot of fun. We uh, had a lot less homophobic, homophobic uh, jokes and only, only a tinge of racism. Um, that's the thing with an open mic. Uh, we let people do whatever they want, and then we let the audience decide if it's okay. Um, there hasn't been anyone that we felt we would not allow to go up again. 
there's a few people we'd wish wouldn't go up again, but not to the point where we feel that we need to ban them from the establishment. So, you know, that's the thing. And hell, we're like the only alt-comedy room we know of in the area, and it's starting to show. We've got a dedicated audience of about 30 and give or take 10 or so. And we just got to get, you know, it's only our third time. It's going to get bigger and bigger. Um, we'd love it to get to the point where we have to do it more than once a month uh, to just maintain audience size. Um, I'm going to apologize for the rain. It's going to interfere with the audio quality, but some people find it soothing, I've heard. Um, even though I told people not to contact me and compliment me until I continued to do the show, um, a few people did. Only two or three, though. Only two or three. Um, and most of them were actually people I know. And, uh, that's another thing. I don't get, like, out in public a lot. So, he getting several compliments on the Jeff in Motion show while out at the open mic was nice. It was nice. Pardon me. Pardon me. Hmm. Anyway. Uh, what's, what's up in network news? Uh, we may have another podcast launched this week. Um, we've got, they've been approved. They just need to get us a logo and the information I need to set up their website, their WordPress page. Um, so hopefully we'll get that. Um, with the loss of a few shows, we, Monday and Friday, are only Jeff in Motion right now. So, I mean, if they get me stuff today... Maybe we'll have a new show today. Um, if they choose Fridays, then maybe we'll have it Friday. Um, no guarantee. It's really up to them and when they get me the required information. And we do have another show that is pending approval that Mike, Bill, and I need to discuss more at length um, before we decide whether we are uh, inviting them into the network. It's tougher now than it was because we don't want to have a repeat fiasco and have to ask someone to leave. We're going to do the disappointment right up front now. Um, that's our goal. And, um, yes. And we've made it to the point where when people do, when we, we have denied one other person before, we don't know if we're denying the second group of people. Um, and we're making a very solid point to give really constructive criticism and tell them to, like, take this into account, record another episode, and send it our way again. Because we want people, we want, you know, if people want to be on our network, we want to, you know, help them shape their budding podcast uh, to the point where we find it, you know, meets our quality standards. Anyway, I'm sounding a bit pretentious, and I don't like that. So, possibly a new show this week. Um, it's approved. We're just waiting on some materials. Um, another show, possibly, but um, we haven't had any other people talk to us. Um, that's a lie. There's one person, but um, he's. we're more pressuring him into doing a show uh, than he is coming to us. So, we'll see. Yeah, yeah. My wedding anniversary is this week. 
on Thursday. Let's see. I'm married one year more than my daughter is old. So, four years. Yeah, June 13th. Because we got married on Friday the 13th. Because we're so hilarious. Um, I'm pretty sure I've touched on this before. But we wanted to get married on Halloween. But then I would have been in school at the time. So we picked Friday the 13th. Seemed appropriate. And, I mean, the year that our uh, anniversary falls on Friday the 13th again, that'll be pretty sweet. And it'll be only once in a blue moon, but... Anyway, whatever. So, four years being married. That's funny, because just this morning, I, uh... Sorry, I got a text message that I'm not going to read now because that'd be very rude. God, interrupting myself in a conversation with myself. And just this morning, I was getting dressed and ready for work, and I saw my lovely wife's foot hanging out of the covers, and my thought was, man, I could totally tickle her awake. And then my second thought was, I enjoy being married more than I enjoy... More than I would enjoy the momentary pleasure and inevitable heartbreak that would be tickling my wife awake. <laughs> because I haven't been with this woman for this long and not learned that uh, she does not enjoy being woken up. And, because uh, <laughs> God, we're, if we're married four years... That means we've been together seven-ish? Six and a half? To the point where I have trouble remembering when we weren't together. And we're hitting a, we're hitting a, a, like, I mean, everything has peaks and valleys. Life in general, but, like, individual parts of life has, have peaks and valleys. And, um, I mean, we're kind of in a financial valley... Um, I'm just making enough to pay the bills and barely more. Uh, basically to a point where unless I get a raise, we're just kind of in a, a place of stagnation. Uh, like, we're not starving, but we're not eating great. And, like, we're paying all the credit card bills, but we're not paying them off. It's kind of just, we're in financial limbo right now. But, like... Socially, Asa and I are really starting to hit a peak. She's on a new depression medication that's actually really working out for her. Um, unfortunately, she's got some really vivid dreams that are um, inhibiting her sleeping patterns. So that might be an issue. But everything else is stellar. And I don't want to speak too much on her clinical depression because, you know, that's her place. And I don't know how much she's going to talk about it in her podcast, the Girls on Girls podcast. Um, maybe she'll touch on it, maybe she won't. Um, so I don't want to speak for her on that. But as the spouse of someone with clinical depression, um, it, it can be challenging. And it's... I haven't actually said these words to her, um, but... When she's on a 
because often when she would switch medications, she'd have a couple good weeks. And I would often be like, this is the woman I married. This is, this is why I married. This is great. This is absolutely great. But like as the medication would dull and she would sort of dull, um, they just like stresses would get higher. Um, there'd be more tension between us, but since it's a very slow process, I would never be quite sure why. And then she would be aware. She would be much more aware of it because you know it's happening to her. And uh, then she, you know, she talked to the doctor, going on a new medication, and then she'd be, I'd be like, "Oh yeah, awesome! This is this is the woman I married again, like an Alzheimer's patient." Surprised every time. But this last time, it it happened, and it is it's stuck. And it's really, really great. And, you know, and it's never been to a point where I'm, like, resenting the marriage or anything like that. But it's always nice when she's able to be herself and isn't battling with this disease. Um... And I hope that we find a way to get the, dream, the like dreams that are keeping her awake in line because everything else has been really awesome. So, yeah, I don't want to speak too much on that because that really is her place to speak about it. And now she has a, win, a venue to do it. So, I feel in so in so many episodes. Uh, the Girls on Girls podcast will probably tackle that eventually. They've got four episodes recorded. Only one has been released. Episode two is releasing tomorrow, which they have told me that they are very drunk in. And for episode three and four, they kind of reined in the wine a little bit. So if you don't enjoy listening to drunk people, maybe skip episode two. Maybe just go into episode two being aware of that. And then episode three and four, they promised they behaved a little more. Not that I'm saying that drinking is misbehaving, but whatever. Put whatever judgment you will on it. I don't. Um, did I even speak about the open mic? I'm everywhere this morning. I apologize. The open mic was great. Um, we... <laughs> I didn't do a set this time, I just didn't have one. Um, I got a couple decent laughs ad-libbing things in between people. Um, I don't know if any of that was caught by the audio or the video camera, uh, audio camera, by the microphone or the video camera, we'll see. Um, I know a lot of my in-between act stuff was not recorded by the video camera last time. Anyway, what did I want to talk about today? You know what? I've already touched on it a bit. Finances. Uh, as I am getting into, you know, adult life for real, you tell yourself you're an adult when you're 18. That's not adult. Yeah, you can vote. Yeah, you can buy a gun, but... No. 
21, you're not an adult either. Um, I'd maybe even say that adult is not a number. It's more of a uh, situation. I can't deny that I'm an adult. I have a salary, full-time salary physician that I commute an hour to. I'm supporting a family of three where I'm the only one working. I've had, had a wife for four years and a child for three. Um, that puts me solidly in the an adult uh, circle of the Venn diagram. I mean, yeah, I still play video games. Yeah, I have tantrums when things don't go my way. But, you know, again, and I guess being an adult all, li- all is in where your priorities lie, in my mind. Because family comes first. Job comes... Uh, family and friends come first. Oh, no, okay. Family comes first. Job and friends come second. Um, that's tough to prioritize, but I mean, job directly affects family and what I can do with my friends, so job's got to come, like, like, yeah, and so on and so forth. Video games is like a a third or fourth tier, um, smoking a cigar out on the porch is like fourth or fifth tier, um, drinking is barely a thing, uh, Asa and I got a bunch of liquor uh, with our tax refund money because we wanted to be able to make any kind of mixed drink we wanted if we felt like it. Some of those bottles haven't even been opened because we just don't drink habitually. It's like we drink when friends over, we barely drink just her and I. So, yeah, it's pretty much social drinking only. Um, even when I'm alone, I don't drink. I'll have a, like, I won't have, like, whiskey with my cigar or something like that. I even don't know what pairs well. Um, I could see maybe some red wine. Uh, whatever, I don't know. I talked to no end about cigars a week ago. Before the incident. I... Anyway, um, total offshoot of Friday's episode, um, it appears that some of the podcasts that were asked to leave and left the network did in fact create a new co-network, um, and, I mean, I'm not to the point where I'm going to call their names out yet. I want them to get established, and then I will plug them. Um, Really, it's not hard at all if you do a little internet sleuthing to figure out who I'm talking about. Just go on popularoutcast.com and see who's not there anymore. There you go. Um, I got one of the podcasts that asked to leave fully migrated out of our system. I get to delete their information off our server this morning. Which it will be kind of gratifying in a uh, in a totally selfish way, and then the other one is promising that they are finding their own hosting soon. Because while I wish them the best in the world, and I don't mind 
hosting their stuff until they find something. If I find out that they are just mooching the server space and not looking for a new hosting, <laughs> I might use that big red button if they're playing me for a sap. But, as of right now, I have no animosity. But, if I find that I'm being taken advantage of, they will have found that I am not terribly forgiving in that situation. Anyway. Where the fuck was I? Finances, I believe. Um... Oh, being an adult. As I am a 26-year-old finding my way in the world, I am finding that I am grossly unprepared for just finances in general. Um, I remember being taught how to balance a checkbook and woo-dee-doo, addition of subtraction. I could have figured that out on my own. Thanks. Uh... Plus, we all have iPhone apps to do that shit for us anyway. And kind of offshoot of that, come on, people. Figuring out tip at a restaurant, you don't need a specific calculator to do it for you. You just need a calculator. If you want... This is something that I haven't run into in a while, because honestly... I don't go out to eat with large groups of people much anymore. But people will be like, I need my tip calculator to figure out the tip. I'm like, what about just a calculator like every fucking phone on the planet has on it? And they're like, no, 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 no. No, I need my specific tip calculator. I can't do that math. And I'm like, really? Really? Percentages? Okay. Let me walk you through how to figure out a tip. For Pete's sake, people. You don't need a specific calculator. If you want to give a 15% tip, which is often what I give 20% if they wow me. I know some people do 20% or higher if they... If, but whatever. My, I was raised with 15% default, 20 if they wow you. 10 if they're mediocre, none if they're awful. That's how I work. Maybe when I win Powerball, you know, that'll change. But, okay, you want to leave 15% tip. You, okay, I'll give you two options. You take your total. If you just want your calculator to put out how much you need to add on for tip, you take your total, multiply it by 0.15%. You you move the decimal place over to the left two spots. That's how to convert a percentage into a decimal. That is literally elementary school stuff, guys. And okay. So, all right, you've got how much you need to add to tip. That's simple addition. Total plus that. Say that's too many steps and you just want to figure out your total that you want to have with tip I got you I got you a formula for that one too you take your total and you multiply it by one 
115%. Your total plus 15%. And when you put your numbers in there, bada boom, there it is. No special calculator. Just a motherfucking calculator. Simple math, people. Multiplication and decimals. Percentages. It's really... I mean... I know math isn't fun. Some people claim it is. Whatever. Um, I mean, granted, you're speaking to the guy who thinks programming is fun, so whatever. But... It's really not hard... And it bothers me to no end. And I'm not going to be the old man who is like, who gets mad at a cashier who can't do change in their head. But when I worked at the movie theater, they purposefully had all items, all food items, anything you bought in increments of 25 cents. Literally the easiest change to make. It was either... Something 25, something 50, or something 75. So you're either giving back something 25, something 50, or something 75 every time. Or it was an even dollar amount. Every time. And I would watch kids literally four, three, four years younger than I am. Not, that's not a lot. Um, get completely flabbergasted if they did not put in exact change and the machine didn't tell them how many quarters to give somebody. And, like, I understand, guys. And I got pretty... If you put me there right now, I'd probably be pretty slow. But when I was in there, like, when I did Dunkin' Donuts, I got to the point where I could do change on my own pretty well. And, like, 41 cents is one of every coin. One quarter, one dime, one nickel, one penny. 41 cents. Um, That was... uh, Because that was a common thing we'd get. And uh, so basically, you're working somewhere long enough and you figure out that there are a lot of common change that you're handing back. So you know when somebody gives you a 20, you're going to give them exactly this much back until prices change and that all fucks you over. It isn't so much about doing the math. I mean, yes, you should be able to do the math. It's not that hard. Um, It's... Anyway... But, it's really pattern recognition after you've been there a little while and to the point where you're like, I need two of these, three of those. Or, so, anyway, now I'm giving advice to cashiers in fast food chain restaurants. Um, anyway, I'll tell you what, people, people shit on people who work fast food. Nothing motivates you more to get out of fast food than actually working fast food. Don't give those people shit. They know that they want out of there. And I mean, if they're content in that job, holy shit, more power to them because it's an awful job and you deal with dickheads every day. So don't make fun of the cashier at Dunkin' Donuts or McDonald's. They're well aware that they have a shitty job um, and are probably actively seeking a way out of it. You don't need to put them down. Also, if you're putting them down, don't listen to this show. Fuck you, you're a dickhead. Where the fuck was I? Finances. Um, I feel grossly unprepared for the world. Um, and, like, I was in school during the, like, 
credit boom and like banks and credit cards were just handing out free money everywhere and nobody thought it was a problem and then I get I am two years into college um, and just fucking shit gets wrecked um, I am two years into my graphic design school at 2008 when the economy just took a massive shit and hey guys guess what we're actually to the point where we were around 2008 like the crash is over um, I know it doesn't feel that way though which I can't explain that because I don't know anything about finances but purely by numbers if you're looking at like the stock market as a barometer of the economy we're back where we were and granted I'll tell you I feel more comfortable than I did no that's kind of a lie um, I feel like things are coming easier than they were in 2008, 2009, 2010, but, like, I've got a lot more sitting on my shoulders now. Granted, if I were in the exact same position I am now in 2008, I'd be so fucked. Like, the fact that I'm managing right now does say, the squirrel, no! Okay, we're good. Um, does say that we're in a better place like, so when people are like, it's the recession, or this economy, um, well, okay, it's the recession doesn't hold water anymore, because it really isn't. But this economy kind of does, because, I mean, the system is built to, uh, this whole trickle-down economics, which I've only heard as a buzzword, I don't really understand what it's supposed to mean, but as I understand it, the rich are supposed to get so rich that ex their extra money falls out of their pockets onto the little guy. That, I mean, anybody with... That just doesn't seem right to me. And uh, the system is not built to help people in need. It's built to keep people in need where they are in need. And, yeah, so you've got to either work fucking your ass off to get out of debt and lower middle class or poverty to even get kind of like middle middle class or upper middle class um they're like you've got I don't want to sound like a pessimist I mean everybody knows I am one but there's probably no way I'll ever be considered rich ever um my highest goal is to be upper middle class that is, that is shooting for the stars. Um, to have some throwaway, throwaway money, but have to still be conservative with my bills. Like, I don't see myself being, air quotes, rich, ever. I just can't see a path, unless there's a massive economy shift, I don't really see it happening. I mean, one, fucking... Uh, maybe I'll get into that. But, like, I have not... I was never taught how to budget money. And, like, my impulse control with large purchases is terrible. It's absolutely terrible. As soon as I get a large amount of money in my pocket, or, you know, metaphorical pocket, say tax return, I am instantly compelled to go buy something large. And... Um, 
and I often do. And then, like, months later, I'm like, that was stupid. I'm still enjoying this purchase I made, but... And, like, as I get older, I am getting better, but it is not fast enough in my mind. And, like, that's the thing. I'm well aware of it when I've got no money in my bank account. I'm like, man, I'm an idiot. God damn it, why did I spend that money? But as soon as I get that money in the bank, I get temporary amnesia, and I'm just like, oh, look at all this. I'm the richest man in the world. I'm going to get this video game and this video game console, and I'm going to buy all of the food in the grocery store. And... Then it's like, oh no, all that money is gone and I didn't pay off any of the debt I have sitting. Fucking A. What happened? Where did it, where did logical brain go? And I don't know if it's a condition I have, if it's a condition that's kind of bred into me from the generation I came up in. I don't know. I've got no clue. And um, my, my wife is admittedly even worse about it. Um... So, like, I am the fiscally conservative one of the two of us, so we're fucked. Like, until, unless I, and I mean, granted, this is, take this all with a grain of salt, because I'm definitely learning through my mistakes, because every year uh, I get a little better at it, but, like, not fast enough in my mind. I, I wish I just had this information. Like, my little brother, um, he can fucking hold on to a dollar, and I don't know if, like... Because, I mean, he also came up in the generation where they taught them Spanish in elementary school, which I never got any of that. Um, I know enough... I, like, I know enough Spanish to make bad jokes, and that's about it. Um, but, like, I don't know if they taught, started teaching them finances there, but, like, he can, he can hold on to money. And that's also... He's a much less impulsive person, um, where I tend to be a raw nerve and just fucking set to 11 at all times, he's far more reserved and, uh, logical about everything he does. Um, yeah, and, and it's to the point where, like, man, and, I mean, I am making better decisions now, because the decisions I made before fucked me over pretty rock solid. Like, in those two years of financial independence, but when I was in my first two years of college, I got every credit card that they handed to me and maxed them out and took out like $40,000 in private loans, almost doubling the amount of money I owe for school because I was a motherfucking king and money was free and there were no consequences because I was a goddamned idiot. Um... And I, I, if there are younger people listening today, I mean, I know that private loans and things like that aren't as big of a thing, and it's a lot harder to get credit cards, and good, good. <laughs> and I mean, I am not in so much credit card debt, like, here's a depressing thing, I'm in so much credit card debt that it makes my life hard, but not so much that I can consolidate and make my life easier. I am consistently in that middle ground where I can't get help because I can barely, I can manage it on my own, but barely. That is the, I'm not going to say the worst place to be, because that's really self-centered, but it's a rough place to be where you are just managing, because no one will help you, because you're doing it on your own, but you're kind of just stagnant, and it <laughs> sucks, 
And I know that, like, if I just hold on and get more years' experience on my resume, and I can eventually find a better job, but until then, I am making zero progress, and it is really frustrating. Like, <laughs> ah! It is just like, when the answer is, well, you have to wait until people pay you more money, it's just like, fuck, is there nothing proactive I can do? And they're like, ugh. And, like, here's the thing. Um, in the, people are like, well, you can cut down your cell phone. Yes, but in the cell phone plan I am in, I'm in a family plan with all my parents, if I cut down to a feature phone, not a smartphone, I'm actually paying the exact same amount, so it doesn't help at all. Um, in the particular plan that I'm locked in for at least two more years. So, no, I can't, like, I might as well have my damn smartphone if it's going to cost me the same as to have a stupid phone. And they're like, well, you cannot have TV. Already don't. You cannot have the internet. No, I cannot, because I am taking the majority of my classes for school online, therefore getting another degree to therefore pad my resume to therefore get me more money later. So that's an investment. Well, you can not have Netflix. Fuck you. It's seven It's $8 a month, and my wife and daughter would go stir-crazy if I didn't have it. Granted, the TV is not raising my daughter, although it is teaching her Spanish. Because um, I spent, like two hours outside playing with rocks with her yesterday. Don't tell me that the TV's raising my daughter. Fuck you. It's just, it's a nice it's a nice thing to be able to let your kids zone out for uh, when she gets up at 5.30 in the morning. Like, watch fucking Dora. I gotta just sit on the couch for a little bit. Like, and fuck you guys. You're, my, I know my parents sat me in front of the TV more than we do my daughter because they didn't know it was a bad thing back then. So what the fuck ever. And it's not necessarily a bad thing. It's really what you choose for your kids to watch. And with Netflix, your kids can't just sit in front of the TV um, and watch whatever comes on. You pick everything that, come, that goes into their brains. Anyway, that's not what I wanted to talk about today. Um, so yeah. And so like, what other luxuries do we have? I'm kind of like, Netflix, internet, and cell phone. Cell phone's out, internet's out, Netflix, fuck you. I'm going to hold on to that $8 a month. That is really become a pretty great investment. Just, I mean, my daughter's speech is better for it. Because we have her watch. I mean, granted, Saturdays, she watches fucking cartoons with me. Um, but, like, weekdays, Asim is far more into, like, the you know, enlightening shows, the shows that teach her things, and, I mean, she knows more Spanish than I do, that's for damn sure. Um, anyway. Anyway. I'm not even sure where the fuck I was going. Just, I really hope that, like, fiscal responsibility is something, like, once I figure it out, I damn well plan to teach Morgan about it. Um, I don't know if I'm gonna figure it out in time to teach her about it, but, um, I really, and this, I don't want to be like that guy who's like, I don't know how this is, so may, make the school teach him to do it, because, I mean, that's how a lot of people, uh, that's how a lot of people, uh, looked at sex ed, and the teenage pregnancy rates were insane for a while, but they've actually come down, guys, if you look at the numbers. Oy. Yay. Today has been the soapbox day, that's for damn sure. Um, 
I'm so lost. Uh, <laughs> but yeah, just, I mean, finances are tough, man. Especially when you, like, really, and, like, I know my mom has a system, but she's never really, and, like, it's to the point where she can explain it to me now, but I've kind of, I don't know if that part of my brain is just blocked out or set in its ways, or it's just all erased the minute I have $500 in my wallet, which never happens, by the way. Um, by wallet, I mean bank. And it's just fucking A, guys. Like... I don't know. <laughs> I really don't. And we got to a point where we thought we were going to have to survive a week on 40 bucks. And fortunately, uh, someone remembered they owed us money, which was great. So we're going to be fine. We're going to be okay this week. I'm going to be able to get gas and we're going to be able to eat food. So those are always nice things. But I mean, I don't know. And like... I'm able to take financial advice, but it just doesn't, I, my brain doesn't retain it, and they'll be like, okay, all right, all right, and then I talk about something else for 10 minutes, I'm like, it's gone, so, I mean, I'm learning lessons through mistakes, and I mean, I'm gonna be in debt forever with, uh, the fucking private loans and whatnot, which, by the way, don't defer, while you're in school, they defer for like a solid six years and then come back no matter what. And so you can't defer those while you're in school, guys. Remember that. If you're thinking about... Pri if you can do anything to not take out a private loan for school, do it. Well, frankly, if you can do anything to avoid a loan in general, I'd say do it. Because that system is definitely built to fuck you over right now. Oh. <sighs> Oh, well, that got more heated than I thought it would. <sighs> anyway, I hope that was entertaining. Fucking A. Whew! Okay. See you Friday, guys. Don't take out private loans. Christ. <laughs>